Hey guys, it's John with the podcast for Tuesday, July 12th, and I'm here with a couple ladies. Uh, one you've had, we've had on before, Terry from Momentum Tutoring. <laughs> and she brought in a friend that uh, helps her with her small business, um, Ayat. Right? Hi, yes. Hey. Thank you for having me. Hey, thanks for coming in, ladies. All right. Thought I'd turn that clap thing off right in the middle of your speaking. Sorry. Uh, anyway, so um, you guys work together um, to kind of help small businesses, right? Terry, you have a, um, a tutoring business in Santee? That's right. Um, Momentum Tutoring. And we're coming in as Santee's favorite, our second year in a row. Congratulations. And you guys beat out some some big folks like the school district and some of the local uh, music schools and dance schools and all those folks. Uh, all those are very good. I've I've worked with all of them, but yes, it was a huge honor to be um, recognized among those groups and to get the favorites two years in a row. Very cool. Congratulations again. It's nice having you back on. Thanks, John. Sure. So part of your business, right? You didn't start out as a business person, right? You started out um, wanting to help tutor kids and help families teach their kids. Um, and make them lifelong learners and all those wonderful things. And then uh, somewhere along the line, you realize that you have to have some solid business practices to be able to have a sustainable business, right? That's right. That's okay. right. And so then you needed some help with that. So you got some mentorship and tutoring from someone else. That's right. And what's the name of that program? So as a gift to myself every year as a business owner, I, I do something to educate um, myself. And last year I went to USD and became a nonprofit um, manager, got a certificate in that. And then for 2022, I joined uh, Wells Fargo and NASDAQ Milestone Circles, which is a 12 week program for women entrepreneurs. Oh, very cool. Okay. And so how did you find that group? Uh, I am, I am a Wells Fargo customer, and uh, it was an ad that popped up, and I, okay. it was for women, and it said here, you know, enroll here, we have different circles going on, and um, I applied. Cami, who is the main person, reached out a couple times, and, and I passed, and then I decided, you know, she's inviting me for the third time, it's going to start in 2022, and I'm going to do it. That's going to be my 2022 Gift to myself, if I want to be um, teaching kids to learn, then I also need to be that role model. Very cool. And so that was a 12-week course that you started in January? Correct. Okay. And then so through that course, you connected with Ayat? Is that correct? She is the cherry on the top of the cake. <laughs> okay. Um, the program is connecting women entrepreneurs with other people who ha share their same passions, you know, different businesses. It's throughout the United States and throughout the world. Okay. And um, the program will connect you with mentors and they'll meet with you and talk about your vision. And um, you get to really take advantage of all the resources that they're offering. And as an end result, I was connected with a personal banker who is really, expanding my network. And so one of the big things that they teach is as an entrepreneur, you should be networking. Sure. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. And for you, you're not necessarily looking for students, but more um, supporters or sponsors, or, or how does that work with you with networking? 
So for me, coming in with an um, education background, I, I know what to do with the students. I know what their needs are. But as far as running a business, I really had no idea as far as the different parts that you need to do. You need to have um, marketing. You need to have pricing. You need to have different compartments. And as a nonprofit, we also need to have governance and things like that. So for each area that I'm not sure of, I reach for somebody who's an expert in it. Very and good. I try and create a team of excellence. And so my my role within the team of excellence is finding what people are excellent at and knowing what our, our mission is. And our mission is to provide more for our children. We need to be mentors right now. Um, we've just gone through a, a pandemic. Uh, the education that they have been used to has fallen behind. The teachers are stressed and we as a community need to step up. And I think that's what momentum do, does. Tutoring is not a new concept, but what makes mo momentum different is that we are bringing in a whole network of people to make it available for people of all ages, all abilities and all backgrounds. And one of my passions is making sure that we provide the highest quality of service, not just for the people who can afford it, but for those who are maybe lacking behind in underserved families. Very cool. So you're networking with some people that maybe share those same values and are looking for a way to reach out and help the community without having to go through uh, maybe a government bureaucracy or something like that, where they can make sure that the, the, the money that they're donating or support that they're lending you is or giving you um, is going directly to the student or, or more directly to the students. Is that close? Yes. If you're looking for a way to uh, impact education, then momentum will be the way to do that. And the way that I keep that going is I have a third-party accountant. I have a um, lawyer. I have all these different mentors coming into my network to assist me. I have a yacht now who is joining as a small business banker. And you, as a business owner, you really need to be able to have somebody to ask questions to. Sure. And you can get there the long way, uh, or you can work smarter, not harder. Right. And, and usually I found in my business, I have a, a business coach as well, and, and it really helps my business grow and, and keeps me on track. So I'm, I'm really a, a right brain guy, and I just kind of squirrel you know, on that guy. And so it, it's nice to have somebody a couple times a month that kind of brings me back. Okay, this is where we started. How did you end up way out there in the weeds? And then that keeps me on, on track and on focus to make sure that I'm doing the things necessary to, to make my business more sustainable. That's really something that they bring up, John, mm -hmm. in this program is how are men and women's networks different? And so it, to hear you say that you have somebody, you've been in business how long? Uh, since 2003. Yeah. See, many years, sure. and, and you're still reaching out. It's not something that's just for new. It's for somebody who networks or is a lifelong right. Well, our relationship building has has always well recently. Our society has has made it so that if you reached out for help, you're weak. Right. And you're not weak if you reach out for help. Mm -hmm. Right. Especially with your small business. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot that goes into being an entrepreneur and having um, the stress of trying to run a nonprofit business. It's a, it's a, 
it's a business. Right? Oh yeah, it's a yeah. business, and but it's a nonprofit, mm-hmm. right? Right. And so to run that organization and keep it going and and, and fulfilling its mission of, of teaching children and assisting families on families on educating their kids, you're hopefully removing a whole bunch of stress from everybody's life, from the kid who's stressed out because they're just not getting it and they feel stupid or inadequate, right. to the parents who feel the same way because mm-hmm. their kid's not getting it. What did right. they do wrong? And then you're providing an opportunity for them and um, for your family as well, because it's kind of stressful running your own business. I'm not sure if people are aware out there. It's, it's uh, you know, we're not all the 1%. We're not all Elon Musk making all this money and, and making it easy. So you have to pay people to, to remind you, oh, by the way, your quarterly lease are due. <laughs> oh, oh, crap. <laughs> well, so Ayad, how, how do you help? Uh, well, being a small business banker, I do have access to a lot of different um mentors in the industry. So a lot of my networking comes from my customers. And so the way I help is whenever Terry needs something, whether it that is, you know, another mentor or a partnership with somebody, I go to my centers of influence and I try to find somebody that can work with her. This is not just about finances um, with the bank. It's building that relationship long-term so that Terry could be successful long-term. Right. And there's always, um, a benefit to the, a long-term plan. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes you don't receive that benefit immediately. Sometimes it's, it's a long-term relationship with your bank or with your business. And that's how my business works. I generally don't do uh, display advertising and then hope I get some random person to call me. I don't do shopping carts or bathroom urinals at the sports plex or any of that kind of stuff. I usually spend my time and energy on my existing clients. And then hopefully they remember what experience that they had when they have a friend or family member and they tell me, so it's a long run, but I have clients that have, you know, refer me one or two people a year, Mm -hmm. which is way more sustainable to me than spending 10 to 15 grand a month on advertising. So I need to, you know, keep that monster fed all of the time through thick and thin. It's easier for me to just reach out to my clients and say, Hey, how you doing? Yeah. How'd that solar go? You got the solar put on last year. How's that working out for you? Yeah. So that's been really amazing because, you know, if Terry mentions one thing, like she's holding, you know, a class or they want to, you know, have um, a a session at a school with a certain topic. I know a lot of uh, business owners who focus on that topic. For example, Terry was looking into doing a health course or, um, you know, um, self-care. And I have a registered nurse who has her own business where she goes around to schools, underserved schools and libraries to assist and teach women and men how to have self-care at a young age. And so my goal is to connect them together so that they can help each other's businesses grow, which is, I think, part of the best part of being with Connect More for the women is that you're helping another business grow at the same time of helping your own business grow too. So- yeah, it's a really cool thing. I think we need to get back to doing more of that. I do a lot of networking. Um, if it's the morning buzz that the Santee Chamber does or East County Chamber First Friday Breakfast or tons of other things around the community. But what I really enjoy most is uh, the other day I met a gentleman that uh, just bought into a uh, an appliance repair franchise. He doesn't repair stuff. He's a sales guy. He owns the company, hired somebody that has been in the industry for a long time that that is a good technician, but not a good business person. And so they work together as a team Mm -hmm. and it's great in my business because Mm -hmm. um, my goal is to have my clients call me. Like Mm -hmm. I had a um, a client call and say, Hey, I need a new fence. Who do I need Mm -hmm. to call to get that fence built? Mm -hmm. And so now I can extend my relationship with the person that is the fence guy in my, 
my book, right? right. And you call him and say, hey, I got somebody, one of my clients needs a new fence. And that's potentially three new clients for you because yep. they're all connected. So mm-hmm. that's kind of um, how I run my business. And it's neat to see that uh, other people are doing it the same way. Mm-hmm. So it's just women exclusively. Connect to more um, is is the uh, NASDAQ Entrepreneurial Center is focused on women. Gotcha. Uh, Connect to more could be uh, anybody, anybody with a small business, minorities, women owned. But the uh, NASDAQ Entrepreneurial Center, which is what Wells Fargo sponsors. Gotcha. That is focused on women only. Gotcha. Okay. So it may or may not be a referral, uh, may may or may not be male or female when you're referring a business Mm -hmm. to Terry or somebody else. Gotcha. Okay. Just curious. I'm, yeah. you know, I'm outside is, of that group, so I don't know. I don't know how that works. The thing is women tend to want to do everything on their own. And there's studies showing that, that there's a disparity between men and women and the type of resources they reach out to when they have their own businesses. And women tend to reach out to friends and family, whereas men tend to reach out to professionals and attorneys. And we want to bridge that gap where women. Okay. That makes sense. And still, we want to instill that confidence in them that, they can reach out to professionals and attorneys and they don't have to do everything on their own. And that's what this program really focuses on. The NASDAQ Entrepreneurial Center has mentors and professionals from all different industries across the world. So it really helps them connect to other professionals as well. Very cool. Well, it's neat to see that um, there's a segment of the population that's getting served that uh, maybe wasn't getting served before. Mm -hmm. I have uh, two daughters and a son and it's a, always a surprise to me that how different they look at, at the world and how things work, you know, and it's um, something that it's taken a while to understand because being a guy, I don't know that, that there's an issue, right. Right. Until that there is an issue. And then I go, Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. So my daughter, my youngest daughter, Sammy played softball for a long time, but she didn't have a female coach until she was 13. Right. And so yeah, because nobody played softball, right? There weren't enough female softball right. coaches. And so as softball got bigger in the 90s and the early 2000s, then they started um, you know, getting out of college softball. The pro softball league didn't really catch on. So now there are these, these ladies that have these skills that are getting into the community and teaching girls how to play. And it, I noticed a huge difference in um, Sam's... Um, not necessarily attention, but or her love for the game changed right. a little bit because it wasn't mm-hmm. just another dad right. showing her how to play. It was actually mm-hmm. somebody who played at a collegiate level right. showing her how to play softball. Right. So it was cool. Yeah. So what's the goal with your business and your business interactions? How how are you trying to to is there like a, a specific goal you're trying to hit with Terry? Or Terry, are you trying to hit a specific goal? Or are you just trying to um uh, give people an opportunity to, to learn about um, more um, a network of folks that you might be able to get into and, and, and learn about and maybe investigate a little bit. I am absolutely here today to pay it forward. Sure. I want people to know about this program um, through the milestone circles. Everybody is to choose a, a focus. And my focus for the 12 weeks was, building a comprehensive compensation and benefits plan okay. and trying to do that on my own for all these years did not work. And so they really encouraged me to speak to my staff. And we had some really difficult conversations and to, to talk to your board about how much you, I think I should earn and, sure. and comparing it to other things. It was a huge 
opening experience. And like you've been saying, I always tried to do this on my own, but when I started reaching out, it made it so much more fun and interesting and productive. So we're here to pay it forward and let you know that, you know, always be curious. And when you see something and you think, well, what is that? Go after it and then follow up. And when you're making connections, don't just say, hey, John, you know, nice to meet you. Hope you remember me forever. Um, Sure. Reconnect. You know, it's more than just one thing. It's like you said, it's connecting them to other people and Ayat, bringing new people in. So through the program, we actually started a a new program called Gifted, Talented, and Strong. Mm -hmm. And it's going on at Carlton Hills. We partnered with the the principal there. So at the school? Yes. In Santee. Okay. And it is me directly taking this program from Wells Fargo and implementing it in the schools. And when I asked the principal what they wanted, they wanted help for their junior high kids getting ready to go into high school. So we had one session already, and it was um, Gifted, Talented, and Strong at home. And the next one will be Gifted, Talented, and Strong in the classroom. So we'll bring the same group together. We're going to bring in who I had suggesting for um, self-care, because when you're going into the classroom, if you don't feel good about yourself... When you wake up and walk into that classroom, it's it's an uphill battle yeah, from makes, there. If you feel tougher, good, yeah. you feel comfortable and confident. That's where le- real learning and and collaboration and growth takes place. And so our role is kind of to bring the community together and let everybody know, hey, helping these kids is super s- simple. Actually, we just kind of need to do some things. Sure. And, you know, I found um, when I'm mentoring someone else or teaching them how to run this business or play softball, it's, it's, um, uh, it helps me uh, remember the basics right? and go back to those basics and, and keep doing those same things that uh, got me where I am. And, and hopefully you're able to lay a foundation for those kids so they can have a head start. Because it's really tough these days with both folks working mm-hmm. um, and so much other input other than somebody face-to-face saying, oh, this this is what you need to do. Look somebody in the eye, shake their hands with a firm grip, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. It's a lost art. And, and a lot of people don't do those kinds of things anymore because they don't know they're supposed to. Yeah, And it's, it's really neat to see, um, especially young people that um, are making a difference because they follow those traditions and, and, and those social um, things that, that, um, that stand out. And if you're able to have more people learn those basics and help them stand out, that they'll, uh, they'll greatly appreciate it later. And hopefully they pay it forward and mm-hmm. teach their kids and, and teach other kids to do the same thing. Exactly. Cause, because that's really the goal is these children will be teachers soon, or they will be doctors or lawyers, hopefully, or they'll do something, you know, they'll be parents one day, they'll do something that um, that makes an impact in our communities as well. And so I love that Terry's doing that before they go into their next step in adulthood, because I don't recall being taught how to have self-care before going into college or high school. And I think that would have made a huge difference and an impact in the way you viewed other people, situations, when it's important to take a step back or go for something uh, having that confidence and and knowing what why it's important to have self care at such a young age, I think will set them up for you know stability a little bit at least in the future. And it's like you said, going back to the roots, 
when we were younger, we weren't taught those things. And so it's so nice seeing Terry, not just focusing just on tutoring, but expanding uh, what she can offer to the communities and, and giving these children an opportunity to see school and teachers and mentors in a different light, not just people who teach them something and then give them a report card at the end of the quarter. Right. For me, I was one of those, the 80% of the kids that had to go to school, mm-hmm. right? I had to be there. I mean, I like learning. I loved learning, but I just didn't like sitting still, listening to somebody like Charlie Brown's teacher. And, and that wasn't fun for me. I right. enjoyed the classes where I was touching things mm-hmm. and doing things mm-hmm. and making things. And, um, I really loved physics in high school, geometry, mm-hmm. boring. We didn't have any, <laughs> you know, we weren't drawing up things, shapes and, and folding them together. Um, but in physics, you know, we we're making ramps and, and experiments and blowing stuff up and lighting it on fire and all that cool stuff. Um, uh, I really enjoyed that, but there's a, um, there's an opportunity I think today to give kids more hands-on teaching mm-hmm. instead of just, um, what they learn. I, Gosh, I sound like I'm a super old dude. Um, but um, I think what we're missing a lot today is the, the experience of failure. Yes. You know, a lot of kids don't oh have that God, opportunity, yes. right? Mm-hmm. So I, I experienced this a lot where I'm talking to one of my nieces or nephews. My wife has mm-hmm. a big family. There's like 45 of these guys and, and they're all <laughs> awesome. Um, but, you know, they, they feel I don't want to say entitled because that's not the case, but they feel like they, that we're on the same level of experience of life experience, because anything we talk about, they can look it up on their phone in the middle of the conversation. Mm -hmm. And when we start talking a little bit deeper, more than what they just read on a Google search and say, Oh no, 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 this is how it happened here. This is, yes, this did happen. These are facts, but then go into the ramifications of, of how that became because this was happening socially and this happened and, and, it's interesting to see the light bulb go on. And then we start talking about things in their lives that they've seen that they didn't really understand as a benchmark for the rest of their life and say, okay, now this, this incident happened here and it was something just in the news, but what has it done for this, this, and this? And if you extrapolate that forward, how is that going to affect the decisions you make and the things that you do and all of that kind of stuff? So, um, I think we're missing out on an opportunity to teach kids about doing stuff. I mean, I really love to get a, um, a trade school for kids somewhere in the East County. I'm on the East County economic development council board, and we've been trying to figure out a way that we can work within the state rules and, you know, all of the the things that you have to do today to work with kids um, safely and, and teach them how to do stuff. Cause yeah. a lot of times they don't know how to change their own oil or they don't know which end of the hammer to use mm-hmm. or that the pointy end of the nail goes down You know all of those kinds of things. And so hopefully someday when yeah. we're working together, um, we can come across ways that we can help bring some other, um, tasks and, and trades to kids because there's, um, gosh, I'm getting on the horse here. Um, <laughs> What we're seeing in the East County Economic Development Council, that there are a lot of kids that are coming out of uh, high school and college that don't have a marketable skill. Right. Right. So they might be an engineer. Mm -hmm. They might know what metal does at a certain temperature, but they've Mm -hmm. never touched metal other than their car door. Mm -hmm. And so we're missing out on um, a lot of people that um, make a living doing mm-hmm. right. Very few people that go to college actually use their degree that right. they went to college for that they're making payments on. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so if they could learn something, um, 
a trade or something like that, I think that would give them the satisfaction and the self-dignity that, that, that a lot of kids are missing today. I mean, I remember being in seventh grade at Carlton Oaks Elementary School, and we had a shop class where we actually had industrial type machines right. like band saws and drill presses mm-hmm. and table saws and all of that stuff that just stupid little kids got to play with and cut wood on and things like that. And every once in a while, someone would slice the tip of their finger off or something. But we, most of us survived right. most of the digits attached, but we had an opportunity to learn things and, and learn about other jobs that were available that maybe would be more fulfilling to a certain segment of the population that's been ignored for 50 years. Mm-hmm. Yes. Cause not everybody is cut out for knowledge. No, except for that's where it seems that our, our, Current education system is pushing everybody for sure. college, but yes, that is not correct, where yeah. everyone is meant to be. Yeah. yeah, and I agree. I ran into somebody recently that's uh, in their early 30s and they're a plumber. And I hadn't seen him in a while. And they're like, yeah, I'm just a plumber. And I'm Thank like, God for a plumber. You. I'm like, you're just a plumber. I'm telling you, you're the most important party yes. in Serrano Valley when they're yes. having a big event and everyone's wearing suits and ties and the toilet backs up. Yes, exactly. Everyone will get out of your way so you can get your job done yes. and they'll applaud you when you're finished. Mm-hmm. Now, that doesn't happen all the time when you go to their house or you have to charge them for something else. But, you know, it's a huge, important job right. that that people tend to forget. And, and I think told people too long that if you yes. if you aren't a college graduate mm-hmm. you're really not 100% human. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and you're I less I, than. I did go to college, uh university. I have a degree in learning behaviors as a learning behavior specialist with a focus on emotional behavioral disorders. I did have my own business. I worked in it for a while, but I'm back to my roots, which is banking. Sure. Uh you know, I was in banking in college. And so when you talk about paying all this money to go to school, it's amazing because it teaches you social skills and spatial awareness and discipline and responsibility, but it isn't made for everybody. It's very expensive now. It's it, Parents are working two jobs to even live in San Diego, and now putting a child through college is adding a lot of expenses to it. Sure. And so- even now I'm 35 and I'm still paying off my loans. So congratulations, (laughs) but I'm sure you're using all of that in your daily business practices, right? That's what I love about connecting with Terry's because Mm -hmm. she brought that part back out in me because Mm -hmm. I had it years ago. And then being in the financial industry, you use part of it, but not really not connecting with kids again, not Mm -hmm. many kids come into the bank. And so connecting with Terry was just perfect because she really ignited that fire again, that my roots were the passion for working with kids. It didn't start out as, you know, telling myself I'm going to get a finance degree and work at a bank. It was really behavioral disabilities and, and emotional disabilities. And so our disorders. And so Terry's really bringing me back to what I love and being able to bridge the two, I'm very lucky and fortunate to be able to do that. But a lot of adults now, especially after COVID, losing their businesses and their jobs, they're not necessarily able to bring what they love and what they need to do together. And so when you talk about opening a trade school or something that teaches kids how to do things with their hands and be active, there's so much talent in the community that we're not tapping into. Just because somebody's doing a, you know, a job or they have their career in one thing, doesn't mean that they're lacking a skill or a talent in something else that maybe that's what their passion, you know, originated from. And so being able to open up that school and kind of tap into the community and see what talent is out there would be so exciting. 
because I never thought that I would go back to education until I met Terry again. And so I'm, when I walked into her, uh, what I look at as a school, it was set up just like a school would be set up. I was just in awe because it was all the things that I had loved and wanted to work into as an adult for so many years coming back. And so that passion was coming back. And so I think that would be amazing to one day open up something like that and go back to the adults and tap into what their talents were back five, 10 years ago. Well, maybe we can expand our networks and have a conversation (laughs) offline so that we can, uh, um, at least lay the foundation or yeah. at least talk about it and, and come up with some ideas and maybe we can find some folks that are willing to donate some time and, mm-hmm. and some space and uh, a couple bucks to uh, make a difference in a few kids' lives. I am all about that. And something that we're, I, I love that Ayat is so into education, her just coming in and me opening the files and to her having ideas, I was like, la, la, la. This is like... Beautiful, because I have a, a very high view of things. And for her to be able to come in and just see right a, a mat, you know, the little things that needed to be done, it was just oh, beautiful. And to, to continue to build and do more of that and bring in our retired community, because I think a lot of people write off their retired community, but they have those skills, they have those passions. That's and a maybe huge resource. They have a chance to do something that they had a job that they did, they earned money for, but mm-hmm. it wasn't their complete passion. Mm-hmm. The last time you were here, Terry, you brought in Donna Bloomer, mm-hmm. San Diego's best. Yeah. And, and Michelle May. Um, they're still with me. They're still amazing. And after that uh, podcast, I was like, you know, I think she was a student teacher when I was in fourth grade. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's nuts. Hilarious. Tiny, tiny, small community here in Santee. Yes. And so it's really important and easy for us as a small community to show how it could be done. Mm-hmm. We have mm-hmm. deep roots. If we just started communicating more, and I had no idea that you had that passion. I knew that James Sly had that same passion. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I get this school going. I can I cannot do anything equipment-wise, but I can help you guys get it all going. Well, we'll see what we can come up with. So, Definitely. Well, thank you, Terry, for all that you do in the community. Ayat, it was a pleasure to meet you, and thank, thank you, you for, for helping all the small businesses in the East County that are reaching out for help. And uh, we we'll look forward to seeing you ladies soon. And uh, thanks again for being on. Thank you, John, for thank having you. us. Have a good one.